With Long Island local news on Monday, November 6, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Democrats still dominate New York statewide by most measures, but Republicans may be on the verge of painting Long Island red. Carl Campanile and Craig McCarthy of the New York Post reporting that the GOP is set to take control of all major offices on Long Island, with their candidate Ed Romaine favored to win the coveted Suffolk County executive seat in tomorrow's election. Romaine, 76, the Brookhaven town supervisor since 2012, faces off against Democrat businessman David Cologne, 50, a former federal prosecutor and businessman. The winner will replace current Suffolk County executive Steve Ballone, a three-term Democrat who can't run again because of term limits. Jesse Garcia, the architect of Republicans' multi-year strategy to hit Democrats who control Albany and New York City over the state's bail law, rising prices, and increasingly their handle of the migrant influx, uh, says each cycle builds into the next. And there are signs voters may not be in a mood to look beyond party labels, even in local elections. Camille Considine, uh, 75, a Republican who lives in the hamlet of Flanders, told the New York Times on Friday she voted for Mr. Romaine in part because of frustration over the migrant situation. Quote, Biden is allowing too many in, she said, and the way they're housing them, it's terrible. Tomorrow is Election Day. Polls will open from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m. in elections for Suffolk County Executive and Suffolk County Legislatures, as well as several other town races across eastern Long Island. Candace Ferret reporting on Newsday.com that to vote in person on Election Day, you must be a registered voter and go to your designated polling site to cast a ballot. The location of these sites are listed on the Suffolk County Board of Election website. All absentee ballots must be either postmarked or delivered in person to the Suffolk County Board of Elections by Tuesday to be counted. When the polls close tomorrow night, officials will tabulate the the votes cast tomorrow in addition to those cast during the early voting period that ended on Sunday. In races with close results, absentee ballots will be counted and final tallies might not be known for another week. Voters seeking to confirm their polling site locations can do so through the New York State Board of Elections at voterlookup.elections.ny.gov or calling the board for more information. Suffolk voters should call 631-854-4500. In other news, a long-delayed plan to fix the storm-damaged East River tunnels used by the LIRR and other railroads will begin next year with $1.3 billion in federal funding that will cover roughly the entire cost of the project, according to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Lorena Mangelli reporting on Newsday.com that the new grant is part of the federal bipartisan infrastructure bill that will allow Repairs to take place with minimal disruption to commuters, according to Schumer. The uh, project, which ballooned from Amtrak's original estimate of $300 million to $1.6 billion, is, is expected to start next year and end in 2027. By commuters, I mean those on the LIRR. The East River Award follows Two other federal infrastructure funding announcements made last week that together total about $8.5 billion during Superstorm Sandy in 2012. Two of the four single-track underwater East River tubes were inundated with millions of gallons of corrosive salt water that continues to damage infrastructure. Opened in 1910, the tunnels connect Penn to points east, but are also used by NJ Transit and Amtrak, which own and maintain them. The projects will rebuild tracks one and two while making the tunnels more resilient to water and fire. Sound like good things. Drainage systems, signal, and traction power will also be replaced and bench walls reconstructed, according to Amtrak. Quote, Long Island commuters can breathe a sigh of, of relief that the disruptions we saw in the past will not continue and that this tunnel will now be in good shape for decades to come, Schumer told Newsday on Saturday. All 453 trains that run through the trum- tr- tunnels will continue to run throughout repair work, according to Schumer.
And finally, Southampton Town, Southampton Village, Quag Village, and Westhampton Village Police are partnering with Long Island Cares and the Harry Chapin Food Bank uh, for a holiday food drive to assist families this Thanksgiving. The food drive starts today, November 6th, and runs through November 18th. You can bring non-perishable items to uh, the following locations and place them in the donation box located in the lobbies. Uh, 110 Old Riverhead Road in Hampton Bays, 151 Windmill Lane in Southampton, 115 Jessup Avenue in Quag, and 165 Mill Road in West Hampton Beach. Hopping across to the north side, reading the weather in Greenport in honor of Ma- licensed master social worker Arthur Walston, will be the featured speaker at the North Fork Mental Health Awareness Initiative's next event. That's this Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. at Holy Trinity Episcopal Church at 768 Main Street in Greenport Village. Looking like a partly sunny Monday with a high near 57 degrees in Greenport. Southeast wind around 10 miles per hour tonight, a 30% chance of showers mainly between 1 and 4 a.m., mostly cloudy otherwise, with the temperature rising to around 55 degrees by 4 a.m. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Right now it's 50 degrees. Pretty darn nice out there. I'm Jenna Volpe, and I'm playing a throwback playlist for you today. This is the playlist I played for you on this day four years ago in 2019. My gosh, we didn't even know what was in store for us uh, here in on planet Earth. All right, so I'm hopping past Pepper's Perfect Stranger from the Ohana record. I'm opening up with Mig's Perfect from the Insomnia record of 2005. We'll go back to 72 for a little Lou Reed, Perfect Day. Then uh, 84, Don Hanley's The Boys of Summer here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I was trying to figure out where the connection was. Of course, it's because Don Henley's 84 record is building the perfect beast. Modest Mouse and Blind Wooly McTell on deck after that, right here on WLIWFM. Oh my god, I hopped right to Don Henley. Ha! Sorry, Migs and Lou Reed. We're staying here. Nobody
My heart pressed the button. Do I go back or not? No, I'm just going to keep rolling forward. Little Modest Mouse from the 1996 record Building Nothing Out of Something Broke on WLIWFM. Fun fact, uh, this playlist was actually uh, first played on the 150th edition of The Heart. We're now at 1,061 here on uh, November 6th, 2023. Uh, Loving the playlist. Feeling proud. Feeling good. A little blind Willie McTell. Going back to 72 with Broke down engine from the Atlanta 12-string record than Roger Miller's engine engine number nine. Right here on WLIWFM. Stay tuned for Rod uh, Arthur Walston. Um, and we'll be talking about uh, the next North Fork Mental Health Initiative event. Uh, free event at Holy Trinity Episcopal Church on Wednesday evening, 5 to 6 p.m., called Substance Use Disorders and Mental Illness and How It Influences Society. Uh, music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight, long on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. It's WLIWFM's Heart of the East End. I'm Gianna Volpe. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you make it all happen. But it's la 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 la
Feel like a broke down engine, mama. Ain't got no driving wheel. Feel like a broke down engine, darling. Ain't got no driving wheel. You've been down and lonesome. You know exactly how a good man feels. Woman, I've been shooting craps in Camlin. Good girl, and I swear I done got broke. I've been shooting craps in Camlin, mama. Baby, and I done got broke. I done pawned my mean 45. Good girl, and all my really clothes and so. Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. Down to my praying ground, drop down on my bending knees. I went down to my praying ground, fell on bending knees. Lord, I'm not craving no religion. Sweetheart, give me back my good girl, please. Lord, if you give me my baby. I really won't worry and grieve no more If you just give me my baby, Lord, I won't grieve and worry no more You ain't got to put in my house Good Lord, they only lead her up to my door But Lord, 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 Lord You get it all here on WLIWFM. Engine, engine number nine, coming down the railroad line. How much farther back did she get off? Old brown suitcase that she carried. I've looked for it everywhere It just ain't here among the rest And I'm a little upset Yes, tell me, engine, engine number nine Coming down the railroad line I know she got on in Baltimore A hundred and ten miles ain't much distance but it sure do make a difference I don't think she loves me anymore I warned her of the dangers Don't speak to strangers Did by chance she find a romance Warmer lips to kiss her Arms to hold her tighter Stirring new fires inside her How I wish that it was me Instead of he that stands beside her my favorite vocalist of all time for sure Roger Miller engine engine number nine you know what I think I'm gonna do a little jump here I'm going past Tammy Wynette and Bobby Gentry uh, apartment number nine and 21 and go to Adele's 21 record from 2011 and play a little rumor has it then the title track to Reba McIntyre's 1990 record that I've heard so many times over in my Days. Never really does get old. 
great record uh, from Reba right here on WLIWFM, Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you out there, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. your love anymore. It's some things I wish I had 
right all right welcoming in arthur walston come on in come on in sit on down all right so it's the monday meditation reba mcintyre leading us out of uh or into the monday meditation uh, at the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour welcoming on licensed master social worker arthur walston uh has been in the field for 17 years he works in the mental observation unit on Rikers with people who have mental disorders, substance abuse, and criminal backgrounds. Um, You know, as mentioned, 17 years in inpatient and outpatient settings, including here on Eastern uh, Long Island at E-L-I-H. Welcome to the show, Arthur. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Gianna, Thank you. Yes. Okay, Gianna. It's lovely to have you here. Let's start by talking a bit about you and and your journey Mm -hmm. into mental health. How did it all begin for you? Well, I started this journey, okay, in, um, let's say, in outpatient settings, okay? Basically, what I was doing was uh, working with harm reduction, okay, okay, in the methadone maintenance clinic. Um, what got you into it in the first place? Well, my own personal journey, my own life, okay, looking at um, things that happened to me uh, growing up in college and looking at substance abuse. Are you comfortable so talking about it at of course all? I'm what, yeah, t- about it. talk yeah, about yeah. it. So you go, you know, growing up, growing in college. Okay, I went to um, NYU. Okay. okay, and um, one of the things there was people we glorified alcohol, drugs, and all that good stuff, and it was as, a lot as, of fun. As kids tend yeah, to. Yeah, we glorified it in college because it was, it was like a rite of passage. Right. Okay? Um. Then we grow up. We get older. We, we do what we got to do in our life. But some of us just don't really grow up because we continue they, with this. They, okay? get, they get stuck in that. I was yeah. Just, and, and I was that's... just thinking about what it, I, was, I was thinking, man, uh, how much I wish I had done things differently. Because I'm course. thinking you're in your, t- your early right, 20s. Right. That's when you have like the most energy. A- exactly. And you're wasting it exactly. on, on partying and all this exactly, stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> one thing, Jenna, it's okay to party. But right. There comes a time you say, let me leave that alone now. Let me just keep on moving. But some of us don't. Right. And or can't. The, the ones that don't, we don't hear about them. Okay. Right. They're written off. They're just done with. Okay. But those ones you hear and read about 20 years later, you know, where are they? How are they living? What's going on? Well, they're still stuck in the addiction. Um, what, what, what I look at, okay. So, so that journey for me began back in, in college. Okay. Um, using and so forth. And then, you know, you graduate and you go to work, you start doing things, but the addiction is still there. Hmm. You, you're still using, you're still using. Okay. Um, when I, when I look back and I look at my, like my early twenties, and I'm looking at like my journal entries. I'm yes. like, 
I was an acute alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like getting shakes and right, stuff. Exactly. What happened, I guess, with you, you, you found a way with an understanding to I, let me leave this I alone. Became, well, I became a bartender. Different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I became a bartender mm-hmm. at 19. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and, and being on that side, right. you see mm-hmm. people through yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are, what the, what's the term? Yeah. Not knowing when mm-hmm. to leave the party. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was like, this yeah. is not what I want yeah. for my body yeah. or my yeah. life. You were smart. You were one of the lucky ones. Well, and, and some people, mm-hmm. uh, you talk about genetic predisposition. Yeah. You talk about uh, phys- physical. Some mm-hmm. people cannot exactly well, put, put uh, it down uh, as easily. Also, Gianna, just moving forward, what happens, and, and I began to understand, okay, mental illness plays a big yeah. role. And that in, was my, my one question yeah. I had for you <laughs> was let's talk about how uh, uh, mental uh, mental illness, su- suffering psychologically right. mm-hmm. and substance use mm-hmm. interact. And I said, I imagine there's a significant degree of self-medicating there that is. goes on for those there is. Uh, going through it mentally. If you look at young people, okay, early 20s, so forth, they have a breakup with their significant other or whatever, and they start drinking, okay, because that's normally what people would do. What happens here is that there is a link between, you know, alcoholism and depression. Okay? Mm. What happens what when, is that? when we start what drinking, we're happy, we're laughing, we're joking, okay? And when we stop drinking, we get depressed. Mm. We get depressed. And especially if there's a breakup or something significant happens, okay? And we don't know how to deal with it. We do not know how to cope with it. So we do what the best we can do. We drink, okay? And when we drink, the drinking continues to, to take a life form of its own. So the only way we know how to feel okay or to feel, period, is to consume the alcohol. But when we stop, okay, then we come into this straight thing of depression. And depression is so dangerous, okay, mm. because it leads to a point of where I just don't care. Okay. And when we don't care, it's a dangerous, silent killer because nothing matters anymore. Okay. Um, when we start seeing our friends isolating, giving away things, saying everything is okay now. I've, you know, everything is fine. And we don't see them for a couple of weeks. Then you because read about the fight, them. the fight is being it's, taken out. Yeah, I'm over. It's finished uh, it's, now. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine because yeah. I'm, I don't care about yeah, don't things care being about not anymore. fine. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, you can have my car. You can have my mm. apartment. You can have all these things. To say. So you give everything away. Okay, that's a danger sign. Nine eight eight. By the way, dial nine eight eight for the uh, national suicide mm-hmm. and crisis lifeline. Keep mm-hmm. going, Arthur. Sorry but, about that. But it's so it's so dangerous because a lot of we don't see it. Okay, we don't see it till it's too late. So, but but when you get back to, to addiction, we have to remember that this is dangerous mm-hmm. because it's, it's running rampant and it's out of control. Okay, for our young folks today, we have to really, really, really um, talk to them. Always be a part, be a part of their lives. I talk to them. I have two daughters. I talk to them all the time. Okay, um, you have to be involved in their lives. Okay, everything's not perfect. Everything's not going to be perfect, but at least you can be there to talk to them. I talk to my friends. I talk to everybody. I talk to people all the time. Okay? And sometimes it's not out. about it's not about offering solutions. No, no, it's being there in the moment. Just yeah, talking, you know, talking. like let, uh, sometimes uh, somebody that's in that state of mm-hmm. mind, they want to know you're there. They want to know, right. but they don't want to hear. Right, right. Because because sometimes taking any steps. Right, right, right. Right. It seems insurmountable. Exactly, exactly. So, but if you can just be there in the moment and talk to people, just be there. Just be, how you doing? I have had, you know, in, in my journeys over the years, I've went to in, people, in different towns in Suffolk County and took people out of out of drug dens and brought them to detox. That's awesome. Okay, um, I've done it many times. Okay, um, I've talked to people and helped them get to detox. That is the first journey because that takes the pain away. Is that tough? Uh, because I, I know that there's. There are some um, roadblocks, right? right? Where where I've known people who were who were wanting to seek help, but they couldn't get in certain programs right. uh, based on their like where they were. Because sometimes they won't take you in if you're right. high or you're. Jenna, uh, let, let me just put it this way, okay? In, so, in Long Island, here, yeah. Okay, if people, and that's a good thing about Long Island. If you want help, you can get. You help. can find help. I mean, there's no. I'm never going to say you can't do it. Yeah. You, if you want to. Okay? But the the most important step here, the most important step in this process is making a decision. Right. 
I made a decision. I'm going in. I'm getting in that van. You have vans that come from corners. I'm coming from different places all over all over in New York City, in upstate New York, that would drive out in their vans and pick you up and take you. What, so what's right if, if you're listening out there mm-hmm. if you and need you help. are this person, you need help, yes. you want to make a change, what, yes. what would you say? Basically, you can pick up the phone and call the hotline number. Call any number. Okay? Let me see. What, what can I look up that um, uh, will take me you, to the you number? Can, you can look at, um, you know, uh, I would call the National Hotline for uh, uh, Substance Abuse. Okay, treatment. National Hotline for Substance Abuse Treatment okay. and see what you get. But you should be able to get help anywhere, okay? Um, and they will pick you up. They will take you to a, an acute detox unit. You have them right here in Long Island, St. Charles, East Long Island Hospital, South Oaks. Okay, any hospital you go to, though, even though they may not have a detox facility, but they'll take you to one. They'll take you to a hospital that does that. So an acute detox, if you're on benzodiazepines, alcohol, they're the two ones that will kill you. If you don't get help for um Because you need no, you need to now it's important to get help and yes, not ma'am. do it yourself, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. With benzos and, and well alcohol, alcohol yeah. for sure. Yeah. Benzos. You the can't same just way. if you are an alcoholic and you right. have been drinking stop, right. and you stop cold right. turkey, you right. could die. Of course right? you can because the body's craving it. So right. the body's gonna get it. One way or another, you're gonna feed that addiction. So what you have to do is have it controlled. So you go to a hospital, Eastern Long Hospital, their detox unit, it's one of the best there is. Okay? It's one I worked there for years. Yeah, so how long great. did you were you at ELH? God, 12, 13 years, something like that. And what yeah. what made you go out to Rikers? Uh, because I want to do more in mental illness. I want to do more in the work of the people, right. really helping people that need it the most. Yeah. People that need it the most. The thing that I find, uh, Gianna, is that mental illness and substance use disorders go hand in hand. Right. Okay. And people need help. So I want to go to the most vulnerable population and work with them and help them because they need it. The thing yeah. that I find out is that this this thing is, is really, really bad in terms of the mental illness. Okay. Because they have it. Like they have uh, schizophrenia, they have major depression disorder, they have bipolar, they have all the mood disorders. Okay. And then they're, they're And these are complicated. Yes. Issues. Complicated, complicated and, and, disorders. And highly individualized. Exactly. And they're, they're doing a lot of substance uses. Okay. Right. So, but even and right you here got, in Long so you Island. Got, you, got to, you have to like separate. You can't. You have to treat them both. Oh, you yeah. have to treat okay. them both together. Okay. You can't say, well, I'll treat the alcohol, but I won't treat the major depression. Right. I'll treat the major depression, but I won't treat the alcohol. Well, how do you figure out? Because okay. that's got to be tough at first, right? Mm. To figure out where uh, the mm. the symptoms from the substance use right. well, see, begin and end and the... Right. the uh, well, basically what itself. you can do is you can talk to people. You mm. can talk to them. And people tell you, well, listen, I'm depressed. I'm feeling this way. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Then you know and there's, so a, I yeah, this. there's yes. a mental illness component piece in there. Then you look at the genetics. Look at the family. Look at the history. Look at the tra- trauma. A lot of childhood trauma, okay, will yes. it will cause a mental disorder, okay? And you have that, okay? Be that schizophrenia, be it major depression, be it mood disorders, whatever. But you have to talk to the people. You talk. When you talk to a patient, you will get a wealth of information. My old boss used to tell me that. Arthur, just talk to the patient. Talk. Just to, you know, have a conversation because most people don't talk to people. They don't. They know everything, so they just assume they know. They don't. And, or they they put them in a box right. where this is right. who this right. person is and right. what they're about. And that's it. And, yeah. and Arthur, uh, is recovery possible? Recovery is hundred percent possible. I love the to most hear this. beautiful thing in the world is recovery. Yeah, I swear to God, there's nothing more beautiful than recovery. Yeah. When I take somebody and, and they go through a detox program, and then they go to rehab. Okay. The most important part I find out that after you come out of rehab, you go to outpatient. Right. Outpatient clinic is where it works. Yeah. Because that's where you're putting the work in. And it's tough because you're you're adding a whole lot of variables. Well, you in see, so sobriety, Gianna, is not sitting in a rehab, okay, right. for twenty days because that's a controlled environment. We know right. when you get up, when you eat, when you sleep, we know everything about you. Is what you do when nobody's looking. Right. It's about you taking care of your family, going to work every day, going to school, continuing doing making what you need to do, okay? Yeah. And being honest with yourself. Right. The first part of recovery is honesty. It's Brute so true. honesty. If you're honest, okay, you can do it. People think that if I don't pick up the crack pipe, I'm sober. But if you're out robbing and stealing and cheating on your wife every night, but I didn't smoke any crack, that you are sober. You're not. Or you're, you're not. Or at least mentally looking at what what the underlying, because uh, they say with addiction, you've got to treat the cause. Well, right? see, see you, 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 looking you, you, at the trauma, looking at why it, it was someone picked up a crack pipe in the first well, place. Well, and, and that that comes with, John, and, and, which is very important, is, is therapy, group mm-hmm. therapy. 
Mm-hmm. Group therapy works, okay? When you have a mood disorder or something like that, you sit down with other people, you're talking about it. Talk, I, I look at outpatients. These outpatient clinics work so well because, so if you have an addiction to the alcohol. I've heard okay? people say this yeah. about it, about the importance of group therapy. Oh, my God. With, group with therapy mood, for mood, well, mood disorder is the most important thing there is, okay? Because it's therapy. Well, do, you think, do you think it's because it's easier not to, to get honest with yourself when you're in a room of people who are, are describing something that Well, it, see, if you're, you're in a group, if you're in a room with people, and we have the same type of thing going on because addiction is the same. It's not different, you know, but it's, it's the same concept, okay, different for you and me because, you know, we walk a different road, but it's the same thing, okay, mm-hmm. addiction is addiction. So we're in a room with all of us together, 10 of us, and we have the same type of things going on, okay? Then we can talk about it. Yeah. If you go to an uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, okay, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They share about what's going on in their lives. And it's based on brute honesty. Yeah. When you can do that, you can open up. Denial things. becomes impossible yeah. in, a, then, in an then, environment like that. Then you can say, listen, I'm not, you know, by myself. I'm not by myself. Yeah. I'm not alone. Um, and it works. Because, see, people are allowed to, when you can go to work, take care of your family, be honest with yourself, and live your life, that's recovery. Right. It's not like, I put the crack pipe down now, but I'm still robbing, I'm stealing, I'm cheating, I'm lying. But I'm in recovery because I'm not smoking crack. No, that that's not that that's not smoking crack. That, that almost can, seems like it's an inevitable. Yeah, they, like they, you're taking a break. Exactly. But see, they can give you medication for heroin, for alcohol. They can give you medication for all that stuff. Okay, but they can't stop the way you think. Right. Okay? And if Which you're is a big thinking, part yeah, if you're thinking, you know, right, like I got my, I got a life now. I got my family. And it's I got my possible, kids. by the way, because they, mm-hmm. they say it takes however long to form a habit. Let's say, I don't believe whatever. All that <laughs> it, but but yeah. all I'm saying is that you can rewire of course you can. the way that you're thinking with time and work and Gianna, and brutal honesty. There are so many people in recovery today that is really impossible. I mean, for me, growing up, you know, I've seen a lot of addiction. I lived in an addiction. Addiction was a thing. Today, everybody I know, everybody I grew up, they're all sober. They're all happy. They all have professions. They all have kids and grandkids, and they're Amen. living their best life possible. Right. That's what I did, not who I am. Okay? Right. So, and we want to be judged by who I am, not what I did. Oh, okay? I love it. And love it. Good. So, so free event, right? Wednesday mm-hmm. night, five to six at Holy Trinity Episcopal yes, Church. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I know. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, Celia. We love Celia. And, um, it was uh, Dr. Joe's birthday. I think it was yesterday. Oh, before. nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a good person, and she is a one. I love this woman. As simple as that. She's my next door neighbor. Been there since oh, I moved cool. over. Oh, cool. Yeah, over in Jamesport. I love it. But we love, great. we love Celia. She's so wonderful. And the and and the whole North Fork Mental yes. Health Awareness mm-hmm. Initiative. Mm-hmm. Their next event is this Wednesday, five to six, mm-hmm. at Holy Trinity Episcopal Church, seven sixty eight Main Street in Greenport Village. If you like what you heard here, you will love seeing Arthur Walston speak more. Licensed master social worker working at Rikers now, uh, formerly of ELIH, currently right here in WLIWFM studio. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Arthur Walston. This is Duster Bennett. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. Gianna, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. Jumping in the shadows Think 
jump lol jump across the playlist lead you into the npr news break with the spaniels but i did want to say arthur walston first african-american altar boy at the church right down the street yeah, on hill street Chicago, jesus and mary all right and you went yeah. to southampton yeah, Southam high, high school i went to catholic school right there first on hill street catholic school hill street um i made my first confirmation and altar boy at Chicago, jesus and mary and then i went to southampton high school hometown so, boy hometown southampton boy Speaking this Wednesday evening, yeah. 5 o'clock at Holy Trinity Episcopal Church in Greenport Village. All right, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. It's the Spaniels right here on WLIWFM. I'm Jana Volpe. That was Arthur Walston. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. I hate to leave you. I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. Baby, I just can't get right Well, I hate to leave you, baby I don't mean maybe Because I love you so Good night, sweetheart Well, it's time to go Good night, sweetheart Well, it's time to I hate to leave you, I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart, good night. Your mother, oh, and your father, you like it if I stay here too long.